The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi. Hi. Welcome to episode three of The Baby Lambs podcast. Coming to you live from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. We're in Ashley's bedroom. Yeah, no, we're not in Michigan, though. You know, I hear it's a lovely place. It's the Thousand thousand Lakes, right? Isn't it the state of the Thousand Lakes? Someone's going to tell us that we're wrong. I don't know. It's fine. It's it's the land. I don't know enough American trivia. Uh, what was the name of that politician who was running for president at one point? Dukakis? No. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Uh, no, the guy, he was from Michigan. Or Michigan. Are you thinking about the guy from 2016? Yeah. What's his name? No, he was from Ohio. Sa- San- Santorum? Santorum? Rick Santorum? No, that's Florida. Was he? I feel like he's from Florida. I don't think he's from Florida. I thought I he was from Michigan. I don't know. Somehow, whenever I think of Michigan, I think of Rick Santorum. That's just, I don't know. That's the just poor where the state wires of... in my brain are like Michigan Rip Santorum. And then, like, he's. The poor state yeah. of Michigan. I know. My Our, our hearts go out to uh, all those who are still. Michi- Michiganians? Mi- Michiganians. Oh, yeah. No, those, in those in Flint and those who. And those in Detroit. Whatever. We're not in Michigan. We're in Miami. So, hi. Welcome to where our it's third about episode. to rain. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's been raining on and off. I know. Oh, it's kind of great for, like, the plants and stuff. They really needed it. Yeah, no, it's been super dry here. And but it's an excuse for us to buy rain boots. That's true. And Target has some really cute rain boots. I have a pair in the in this closet over here. We ain't got but it's a style. This house. Uh, yeah, and they have little flowers on them. They're from Target. Um, I, oh, I've seen them, I think. I, I feel like I've worn them, like, twice. I, I feel like they're at the door so that I can remember to wear them when it's raining and I'm taking out um, our, my dog, Leela. And uh, and I never do. And yeah. then I come back, my feet are wet, and I'm like, I have boots. I have boots. I suck. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is the year where I buy sensible shoes because mm. I spend my life, as you know, in sandals, <laughs> uh, which adds to how busted my toes are. So I was like, I'm going to invest in rain boots this year. I'm done getting into my car with wet chancletas. I'm so done. And like wet feet for the day. You know what? Do it for you. You gotta do it for you. I know. Your feet deserve a little love. They need to be treated, like, well. They, they need to be treated better. But anyway, in this episode, we will be talking about ourselves, um, which, of course, is so much fun. Yeah. And then we're gonna discuss our thoughts on Infinity War. And then at the end, there will be some murder or some mm-hmm. weird Florida-related shit. Yeah. The, this has to be... I think this should become a segment over time, because... Florida has enough news to, like, keep us going forever. Like, our great-great-great-great-grandchildren won't even, like, get to their current time with weird Florida shit. Because it's, like, every day there's, like, a hundred news stories about how weird Florida is. And I really want to, like, I mean, I I think we shout them out again anyway, but Derek is such a champ. Seriously. He is such a champ. (laughs) Derek, if you're listening... Uh, he's our he's our good friend um, and colleague uh, at our at our at our real people job, and man, he sends us the best news. You know, thank Seriously. you scouring the, the the you know. I feel like he's not even scouring. It literally, he gets the email and is like, "Oh, don't want to discuss this." Yeah, it's true. It's true. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. that. You're the real MVP. For real. 
Um, so I guess to get started, we should probably, uh, we have to tell our origin story, no? Don't we have to yes. talk about like where Baby Lambs comes from? Yes. Yeah. So we have listened, we have heard your pleas, and indeed, there is an origin to the Baby Lambs and why we are called such a baby lamb. Why it's why? this and not like grown up lambs. <laughs> True. Which makes or just lambs. goats. <laughs> no, no, goats, goats are, are another animal. Dios mío. <laughs> Said the girl who grew up on the farm. Well, we didn't have those animals. You didn't have goats? Did you have lambs? No, we didn't have either. We had a lot of hens, roosters, or cocks, mm-hmm. and pigs. I like it. Yeah, we didn't have lambs or goats. Or Not that I can recall. I we definitely didn't have cows. No, I don't think anybody had cows over there. No, or no. No, no, no. no, no. But anyway. Yeah, that's not the point. So, baby lambs. Why, you say? Why, baby lambs? Um, so, baby lambs comes from an inside joke that was developed after our friend Jackie invited us to a birthday dinner of hers a few years ago. Um... If you're familiar with the Kendall, Miami area, there is a restaurant um, called Cadillac Ranch. And uh, this is, you know, like a typical, like American style restaurant. It uh, it has a, a Cadillac sitting on the awning of the entryway. It was, uh, it, I've, I literally have only heard about it all my life and had never actually gone to the infamous Cadillac Ranch until this time. And I've never been back since. <laughs> Uh, so, so the story goes, we were at the bar, Lisette and I, and some other girls, uh, some other, um, uh, I guess the females of the party were at the bar while all of our, uh, significant others, predominantly male, mm-hmm. were over at the other side of the bar discussing whatever the hell they wanted to discuss. So we were at the bar and some, uh, a, a gentleman, of, I want to say in his like mid forties, perhaps, um, he had lived a life. He he I, he could have been older than that. Frankly, he was like he definitely had like a weathered look about him. You could tell he may had seen a few things uh, throughout his life. He had some really fun tattoos of different pairs of lips on his neck uh, from different girls, evidently in different colors. He had a, a triple X tattoo on his man boobs. He he was. Um, he was a, a a guy I won't I won't I won't soon forget. Um, and he came up to us and was you know trying to talk us up and trying to mm-hmm. you know I don't know I guess I don't know what he was trying to do but, but he was definitely trying something. I think he for the most part was was seeing where we were at mm-hmm. to maybe buy us more drinks or whatever to whatever um, to and- add more lip tattoos. Mm-hmm. To his neck. He was looking at our lips. And yeah, he was yeah. like, that that those. shape. That shape right on the Adam's apple. Um, and then, you know, finally we were we were like, no, you know, thank you. But, like, our husbands are, or at the time, fiancés, I guess, mm-hmm. are over there. And and he was, and he sort of looked at me in, in particular. Because if you don't know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty pale looking girl. Woman. I guess I'm a woman. <laughs> You're not a girl. Yeah. I'm such a woman, and um, I'm pretty pale, and I have like a, like fat cheeks. And he sort of looked at me, and he's like, "Well, you know, you 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 look so innocent. You look so so pure, like a baby lamb." 
and um and you know i was just taken aback by this comment we all sort of looked at each other like who i've been we? called a lot of things I've never, never but baby lamb no oh. and then after a period like that became my nickname to our group of friends we told this story again and again and they would call me baby lamb and then like Jose, another good friend of ours, he had me listed as Baby Lamb on his phone for a long time, too. And and then after a while, we just started calling each other Baby Lambs. And uh, yeah. here we are. So thank you, sir. Thank you, random guy at Cadillac Ranch. May he still be there. Just pursuing more lips for his neck. Mm-hmm. For his collection. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, that's that is since so many of you were so curious why we would have such a weird name. There you go, my friends. Yeah, and I feel that like even if we had never met this guy and had we wanted to do a podcast, it would have not been anything normal or quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. Um but like thank you sir so much. Yeah, and many blessings. Seriously. What a name. Yeah. Well, now you know, you know, if any, if ever again, someone tells you that you look like a baby lamb, you have to play the lottery that night. <laughs> That's what my grandmother would want you to do. Uh, you never know. You never so know. now I guess we can talk about ourselves, yeah. each other, who we are as people. Mm. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so besides being you know, baby lamb, you know. So I, I, I was born in Miami. I, uh, I being Ashley, clearly, was born in Miami um, to two lovely uh, Cuban-born uh, people. They, um, they were both born from. They were both born in Cuba, but they both left Cuba um, in a particular period of the. Um, of the, of the exodus. They left you during like the, that like 19, like the early parts of, of, of the, of everybody leaving. So like the 1960s, mm-hmm. like 1961, between 1961 and 1967 were when my parents came. So they lived a, most of their lives in, in Miami. They, they saw a different Miami. They were, you know, I know that we'll probably talk about this in, in a later episode where we talk about these, you know, these different exodus. Yeah. Uh, and how, you know, our personalities are different. The way that we perceive our home country is, 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 is different. Um, and it has a lot to do with that exodus and, and when we left. But, um, again, I was born here. My parents, you know, went to middle school, elementary school and high school in Miami. Uh, uh, and, uh, I was under that influence, you know, from them, I, I didn't speak Spanish a lot in the in the house, so it reflects in the way that I speak now. Uh, but um, but I but my grandparents, you know, they 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 were lovely people. Um, I am Cuban and Chinese descent, which is there you go. You take that. <laughs> you take it. You take it. So um, and and I'm, and I have a lot of Spanish in me too. But um, clearly, we've done our twenty-three Emmys. We did, and we're very proud of our results. Yeah, because they confirmed a lot. And since it's been updated, we've learned even more. Yeah, yeah, twenty-three Emmys. If you ever decide, we're not being sponsored by twenty-three. But please, but if you wanna, we'll keep singing your praises. Eh. 
Uh, what else can I say? So I, I've always been like an artistic kind of person. I um, I came from like a background of, uh, you know, creative expression was very important to me. And because as a kid, um, I had an older, well, I do have an older sister and she's, but she's, you know, several years older than me and growing up, you know, we were just in different periods of our life when we were growing up. She was like in middle school when I was in elementary school and then off to high school and so on. So like I had to find ways to entertain myself. So I got really into um, like singing and acting and stuff. And I studied those things. I, um, I went to school for those, for those arts. Um, and uh, I use none of those skills now. <laughs> but like now. you kind of do in, I, in your day to day because it just prepped you for being really good at giving presentations and being yeah. dynamic in the way that you give them. Sure. I do use a lot of hand gestures yeah. or I don't. Yeah. It all depends on the day and how much coffee you have. That, yeah. <laughs> and the audience. What, yeah. what, what the people want. But that, that really is like the, the core of me. Um, I'm married. I've been married now for a little over a year to my bestest friend that isn't Lisette, unfortunately. Oh, but one day we she, will be married to each other. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our husbands know, so it's not like a yeah, secret. Yeah, it's not a secret. So we could or we'll just live in a commune. Public. Yeah, they could all just, we could all just live together. Yeah. That would be great. But, um, but no, my husband is lovely and, um, He's okay. And he's in the other room, patiently, you know, trying to stay quiet over there, which if you, if you knew my husband, then you would know, like, that is what love really is. Because there's no way he knows how to stay quiet in another room. He can, he'll watch a video on his phone or he'll like play and a laugh game. loud. And he'll laugh so loud. Just so you can be like, what? What are, you, what are you watching? Yeah, man. Always. And his, he's, God, I love him. But, you know, and we've, we've been married a short time, but we've been together for a long time. And, uh, I mean, generally speaking, I'm sure there will be more about me to learn as we go on through this, uh, journey. But, the episode. But that's the core of me. Nice to meet ya. So, like, what are three things that you're into? Real quick. Rapid fire. Okay, three things I'm into. Uh, uh, television. I love television. I, um... I like to joke that if there's a show that you are watching that I'm not watching, you have to tell me about it so that I can watch it and we can talk about it. But I usually take my time to watch them. Or you tell your friends about them and then <laughs> stop watching. Don't say anything. Get your friends hyped up. Have them finish it. Be ready to talk about it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't finish it. <laughs> I got bored. Oh, man. Not that I'm speaking from experience or anything. Let's do you do we want to talk about how terrible that show was? I don't even want to. I don't even, why am I why, why are we on that subject? I know. Well, you well, I mean, here we are. I said I wasn't speaking from from experience. Okay. Well, well, she's not speaking from any experience that she may have had after Regarding I Gypsy. could have maybe watched Gypsy on Netflix and thought this could be a fun show. Watch it with me. And it I wasn't. Got, and she didn't. It to like episode 2. So, uh, I don't know if there's any Gypsy fans out there. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but this isn't, we're not your friends. <laughs> we're not the friends you want to listen to. Cause and we totally get if you don't want to keep listening to us just because we are not into Gypsy. Oh, God. What As the person here that finished it. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, we're not talking about like Gypsy. Like, People? Not the Gypsies, like the my big fat Gypsy weddings. Not, not, not or the that. Gypsy Kings? No, no the Gypsy. 
Netflix. <laughs> no, like Gypsy on Netflix with Naomi Watts and other this girl, other people. Anyway, that's not the point. That's not Infinity War either. But either way, we're not it getting there. Be. We have to talk to. They're both based in New York. <laughs> they are. They are. So it's like they're they're in the same universe. Well, anyway, so what else? You're missing. You need two more things. Okay. Things. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, I already said music. Um, I am into true crime. That is a real like. Um, it's you know I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts they're like literally like how I wake up in the morning I just I just that's how I I love the psychology of people I love the and and um and the psychology of crime is is really interesting to me and funny story when I won't I won't go into a full story but funny enough there was a point in my life that I did think that I was going to be a criminal uh profiler I really thought I was going to like help the FBI and I was going to like you know, like, help figure out, like, kind of do, like, what they do in Mindhunter. I thought that that was going to be me. But, uh, no, life took us a different direction, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it didn't, because I enjoy it for... Well, now we have this podcast. That's true. That's true. Um, but, like, my favorite murder, like, those, that's the inspiration for me on this podcast, and, like, shows like Wine and Crime, and, like, all these female-driven, like, fun crime shows. I know. Really like fueled my desire to get this podcast started but I'm not just a crime person um I'm also just a big video game player I love video games that have like rich storylines I'm kidding and I'm I I have no problem being a nerd I love being uh introduced to new games and uh and getting lost in 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 other worlds so (laughs) if there's a video game that you guys like you know, we could totally chat about it. We could we could totally start a thread on that. Um, Are you playing anything right now? Right now, I am watching. Uh, so my husband and I like to, like, there are certain games that we'll play together. We actually just finished a game called, um, it came off of the PlayStation 4 called A Way Out. I'm sure that other people know about it. Um, we actually just finished it. It's a co-op game, like a full co-op game where you literally need the other person in order to go through the game. You can't play on your own and have the other the other player be like a computer-based yeah. whatever. Um, and we played that as a team, and, and it was really fun. And the end of the game was really intense. And uh, I don't want to give that away because I, I, I do think more people should play it. I think no, yeah. not enough people are talking about it because it was so good. Um, and now I'm we're also kind of playing together which you can't really play together, but we're playing God of War. So who's the one that's taking care of going, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> he's the one who's, he's, he's primarily playing it. Gabe is primarily playing the game. I'm, I'm just watching it, like enjoying the cinematics. Uh, right now, my goal is to eventually go back to Final Fantasy because I did start Final Fantasy, the latest okay. one, but I haven't made a dent at all in it. It is such a beautiful game and it is so good. Uh, and I'm waiting for Detroit. So it's funny we talked about Michigan because Detroit is coming out really soon. Yeah. And I... Is it about the riots? No, it's about, like, robots. It's about, oh, like... Oh, okay. It's the one I haven't heard about it. I think... Oh, you haven't? If you haven't, it's really interesting. It's, I'll check out the trailer after. It's a decision-based game. So it's made by the people of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Lisette's eyes are rolling to the back of her skull. She couldn't care less about this genre. We're two very different gamers. Yeah, I love that stuff. I love, like, multiple, like, 
I don't know why I never got into like the choose your adventure books growing up. I should have because I I clearly love them. I love all the tell I I played every Telltale game there is. Um, now I, we have Batman on the back burner, like the new Batman Telltale game, the, the one with the Joker. Uh, like oh, I love all that stuff. I do. I really, really do. So right now I'm just waiting for that because like. Final Fantasy will take me, like, a good forever to finish, because that's a very massive game. We just finished Zelda not too long ago. Like, I need a break from, like, long games, games. so I'm waiting for Detroit, because I know Detroit I could probably get through Yeah, in, a in, like... I have to finish Life is Strange. Well, like, not the first episode, like, I, I finished that, oh. but the new stuff that was released. Because I think Michael bought it. Um, I just have to get through it. I'm a terrible gamer. I have, like, zero follow-through but with you gaming. Love, no, but you played you played Tomb Raider, like, like your life depended on it. But then I didn't, like, continue with part two, <laughs> which I should. I should, because now part three is coming out. What's that? Do you hear that? That's a murder being committed. But, like, by, like, someone dropping a trash or, can on them? Jesus or Christ. garbage being picked up? I guess so. Mm, well, who knows? But, yeah, those are my three things. So... Have you met me? You haven't. Um, so, I, like Ashley said, at some point we'll talk about Cuba and our families and our thoughts on it. And blah, 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 blah. Um, So, yeah, I was born there, so I'm the immigrant half of this duo. And like I've said in episode one, I came in 95. I was six years old. Now I'm 29, pushing 30, knocking on its door. Like, hello, how are you? Um. <laughs> And as a kid growing up here, you know, I I learned the English in elementary school and I learned to speak without an accent. And sometimes I have an accent, sometimes I don't, or rather an accent to what it is here in Miami, you know, given the fact that so many of us are either Cuban, like Cuban born or a descendant of Cubans. Um, my husband is very much like Ashley, I'm born in Miami. Cuban parents who came in very different times. So I, what I want to discuss at another point is, you know, like the diff, like how different Cuba was at every point. All of us left, um, and I growing up, you know, I was very much into Sailor Moon and Selena, like her death. I'm never going to get over, it. and I'm sure a lot of you listening will never be over it either. Um, my dad's a musician. I have. No musical talent. I have a goodish ear for music, I guess. Michael's probably going to listen to this and be like, uh, no, you don't. You don't even know what you're talking about. And I'll be like, well, screw you. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I agree with you in terms of, like, I think that you have some of the best taste in music. Oh, my God. Thank I you. I really do. Yeah. Thank you. I try. I research. <laughs> um, so I grew up. So my dad is a fairly young dad. Um, and he was in his early twenties when I was born and my dad always had long hair. So when he lost his hair, it was very difficult for all of us involved because he was really annoying about going bald. At some point he looked like Christopher Columbus that had like his hair was like slightly <laughs> below his chin. No, but, oh no, he looked like the leprechaun from the berries and cream, berries and cream. <laughs> no way. Cause he didn't have hair up top, but then like he had, <laughs> like, are you kidding sides. me? There's 
pictures, I'll post it, like, with this episode. Oh, my it's God. It's too funny. My poor dad. <laughs> um, I feel no regret about divulging that information because it's the best. He legit looked like Cristobal Colón. Um, and, or at least, like, a man of the time. <laughs> Time. Of, of that the time, like yeah, like you know, like the the weird like like below the chin, yeah, like, like below the bob. chin, and then like because his hair is so straight <laughs> or was so straight, it would like do the little like inner curl no. <laughs> by itself. It was so bad, or sometimes it was really stringy. So my dad, even though he's Cuban, he is white, like white Caucasian, mm-hmm. and he's blonde and blue eyed. So like his hair is very stringy. Mm. And then sometimes he would, like, use conditioner, so he had, like, a good hair day. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I grew up in a household where, like, my my musical, like, I wasn't allowed to listen to, like, Power 96 or, like, Y100 growing up, which is where all the music that I wanted to listen to was being played. Instead, I got stuck with, like, La Clásica 92 and 97.3, and then going to my friends' houses where all they listened to was Bonnie M., which I love Bonnie M now, mm-hmm. but like when you're 13 and you're like, you know, trying to be cute by the pool and like you're, you're Lisa Frank onesie, like <laughs> one piece. It's whatever. Um, so yeah, so my dad loved uh, or loves hair metal. So I'm very much into hair metal. One of the first things I learned to do as a kid was like basically the thrash. Like, right? That's where you're like your head. Mm. Yeah. You whip your hair back and forth. Um, so yeah, I have a very big love of 80s music all around, like hair metal, new wave is my jam. And as a matter of fact, this evening, we're going to uh, a goth versus new wave dance party, oh my God. which will be a great time. I'm <laughs> so excited. Um, and then at some point, like my musical taste went into like rap and hip hop and then I was trying to impress Michael. So like it only went further. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a surprise to know none of those that know me that I love absolutely love Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew more about Bone Thugs and Harmony. Unfortunately, I don't, but I do love them and like I appreciate the music so much. Um, so I guess yeah, one of the things about me is I love music. I love all kinds of music. I even like listen to reggaeton on a good day. Um, and I'll give some country music a chance. I'm, you're just never going to find me at the chili cook-off. Um, <laughs> another thing about me is, that, like I mentioned, I love Sailor Moon. And I do not watch a lot of anime. But the anime that I have watched, I hold very close to my heart. Because it's so female-driven in a lot of cases. Wh- whether they're wearing a lot of clothes or not. The characters are so good and they're so dynamic and there's so much about empowering themselves and empowering the other women around them. That I don't know, I, like I always connected to that as a kid. I know I'm so sentimental. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, what would be another thing? Oh, my love of ABBA. So we're going to go back to music. My love of ABBA knows no bounds. <laughs> I literally just want to go to Sweden just so I could be like, and Abba was here, and Abba was here, and Agnetha was born here, and da 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 because I absolutely love them, and I cannot wait for Mamma Mia Part 2 to come out, because it's going to be such a great time. Oh, for real. Yeah. It would be so good. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, 
And I'm not a big gamer like Ashley is. If anything, I probably read more comic books now. I got into them later in life. So I will sing the praises of Image Comics. <laughs> because, yo, they are writing, or like they're coming out with like some amazing stories. Off the top of my head, I would highly recommend Monstrous. came out last year, and it's just absolutely amazing. What's that one about? Um, so, like, the first trade paperback that I finished, because the second one just came out, you're basically, like, there's this girl without an arm, and she has some type of powers. I'm just giving you, like, a basic. Yeah. Uh, and it's just her trying to figure out where she fits in this world that is filled with magic, which is like her world. Like it's not that she comes from a different dimension or anything like that, Mm. but it's just her trying to figure out why is she the one that has this specific power. And it's really good. And it takes time, like place in during like wartime in this universe. And it's just so well written. And the artwork is beautiful. Um, so that's one thing that I've I've been reading. Um, and in terms of video games, I like first-person shooters. I like killing people on the on the TV. Oh god. I love it. It's literally my jam. And I I I try so hard to get into <laughs> RPGs and care about stories and I really just don't. <laughs> I just don't. Which uh, makes sense Michael to are trying so hard, guys. Me and Michael are trying so I know, hard. I know. But it's just it's not going to happen. You're trying to you keep trying to make fetch happen and it's not going to happen. Uh. If you hear rustling, it's because I'm uh, we're on top of we're in my bedroom and I'm on top of my bed because it's probably the best place right now. Yeah, to like not so echo. I guess this is a good way to segue into our thoughts on the Avengers: Infinity War. So, as a reminder, if you haven't watched the movie, a why not? B why are you on a podcast that could possibly talk about the Avengers and see, we are going to spoil stuff. It's just what's going to happen. Um, we'll put a timestamp in our description to let you know that when uh, we have stopped talking about the Avengers, if you really don't want spoilers, but we do have thoughts and we have feelings. Okay. So where do you want to start? Um, well, firstly, what did you think of the movie overall? Like, did I you enjoy loved the it. Okay. So you know that I love stories that are tragic Mm. and it just they just rip you apart i don't love it when it's romance because i fucking hate romantic movies unless it's the age of innocence because the age of innocence is beautiful but i just i don't i don't do well when movies that are supposed to be like fun or have be like action adventure focuses too much on romance Mm. right gotcha so i like I loved Infinity War. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did because, like, toward the end, you know that they did the thing where they bombarded you with Infinity War things all over. Mm-hmm. That by the time we watched it, I was excited, but I was also like over it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I just I loved. You know what I loved? I loved the colors. I yeah. really I really enjoyed like the look, like the cinematography of the movie. Um. Mm-hmm. Because what I enjoy with DC, reserve your thoughts, people, okay? I know that they they might not be your favorite. But what I loved about DC is that it was such a dark universe. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the cinematography is just beautiful. 
And so what I enjoyed with Infinity War, and I saw it the other day online too, which is, you know, they're still giving you a very dark storyline. Mm-hmm. But it just looks so colorful and so beautiful. And, like, even the destruction that is created within it, I thought was lovely. Definitely. Definitely. I agree with you on there. And I also like the way that they, um, you know, because each of the individual films have Mm -hmm. their own distinct, if we're talking about cinematography and, like, color palettes, like, since each film has their own color palette, even though they all tie together as a universe... When you see the scenes that, you know, like when, um, when Thor is on the, uh, is, is with the guardians on the ship, like when they discover him and they, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you see him and, and, and like the breakdown of, of how that scene was painted to like really allow you to see these two, you know, these two universes really combine in this one space like, they put a lot of thought, like, the directors and the cinematographers and the editors, like, put a lot of thought into the way that things should look mm-hmm. and how they're going to, like, bring these these multitudes of storylines yeah, together visually. It was They gorgeous. literally, like, they did such a great job at bringing all of them together and also, like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong and using the word, but, like, emoting the yeah. feelings. Like, I felt Thor's extreme sense of loneliness yeah and he hadn't had to think about it up until that moment with rabbit you know and like that was really hard you know and i feel that anybody that might be going through something like that that may have not realized exactly how lonely they're feeling that's going to be rough for them to watch yeah it it definitely does and i think that you know especially when you find that these characters have something you know, they just share yeah. these, these commonalities. You have, yeah, because, yeah, definitely, you know, Rocket has his own issues being um, a creature that yeah. is, that looks so much like an animal from Earth. And mm-hmm. he uh, is, is constantly made fun of for his height and for looking like a panda, <laughs> a rabbit, you know, like he's never... Or a trash panda. Oh, trash sorry, panda. it's a trash panda, he's yeah. Trash panda. And, you know, he, like, he's never validated, and it's rough, and I feel like his reason for fighting is Groot. It's not even himself. His well, reason for fighting is Groot. Yeah, Groot is his heart. So, like, the way that it ends is rough. Yeah. Um, but when you see him and Thor together, and especially since Thor, at the point in which they meet, has just lost Loki. And, yeah. uh, you know, that whole relationship between Thor and Loki has always been so hot and cold and yeah. so... You know, so there's so much depth and there's so it's so complex that to see his only brother die after his sister dies, the one he didn't even know he had dies in, yeah. in Ragnarok. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoiler for Ragnarok. Oh, uh, I mean, we were the only ones. OK, we, if you haven't seen Ragnarok and you're here listening to something. It's been like eight months, guys. Get it together. Ay, for real. Like, please don't come at us. But what I mean, come, come on, on but you knew it was gonna happen though. Yeah. Like you don't like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, whatever. I mean I like But Kate Blanchett was so good. She was Hela. so great. Damn. Damn. But either way, so like like that whole like their yeah. pain together and them sharing in it and like, you know, using it to motivate the other, like they made a really good team, those two. They really did. And it's like, oh, these unlikely duos. And, yeah. I really love that scene with the Guardians. I really mm-hmm. do. I really also have 
and I know I've mentioned it to you, but I have very, very strong feelings about chunky Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. I love me a chunky Chris Pratt. A.K.A. Andy Dwyer. I love the fact that Andy <laughs> Dwyer was back on my screen. I was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I just love to see, like, just average bodies yeah. on TV, like, on the screen because it's, it's so important. You know, like, and the fact that he plays a human, mm-hmm. that he's not, you know, like, Drax that's, or Gamora or Nebula that are, like, aliens. Well, he unquote. is technically half a god. Yeah, he is half a god, but his form is very much human. Yeah, very human. Very, very um, human. It's just, it's nice. And the dialogue was so fun. The dialogue was really fun. I mean, it was fun throughout the film. I'm still yeah. focused on that one scene, though, but... I love that. That I really will say, like something that Marvel really gets right, and I and I and I really can't really speak on the DC films a hundred percent because I haven't watched. They don't get them right. (laughs) If you're about to talk about emotions, they don't get them right. Well, either way, like Marvel really, really knows how to like how to really tell a unique. Like they really know how to like play with with dialogue in a way that is captivating and funny and Mm -hmm. deep and. and and blends so well. Like when you when you see when you go to Wakanda again, and and after you watch Black Panther and you see them enter Wakanda, and you know what Wakanda like, and you're like like that Wakanda energy. forever. Oh yeah, dude. Look, it's they just they just get it. Yeah. Um. So moving past then, like going when they're going through like when they when they meet like uh, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and and Wong and Wong. But, like, I just had, like, this love for seeing the way that they really took into account. I mean, I know that people will argue this, will argue against this because of the way that the comic books are and mm-hmm. comic book fans are, you know, they're yeah. very, very dedicated to the way that it, it is. But I really like that they really did still continue that dynamic that is shared in the comic books between Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that sense of, like, they're both just these highly intelligent individuals that are masters at specific things, but they're, but they're so, but their egos get in the way constantly. And that fight between them, that like, that butting of heads that they share. Yeah. I mean, it was softly put into this film cause it's really more engaged in, in the comic books, Yeah, but I'm glad that it existed there. Like, I'm glad that that like struggle was evident. Uh, what else? I like how broken everybody was in this movie. Yeah. Like start to finish, you know, um, like we, like I said, like Thor is probably the most broken at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone just like the moment you realize that Thanos really is coming and that he is here and that you know he his gauntlet is almost complete. Everybody just feels this sense of like, oh shit, yeah. death is real. It's knocking on our door. We need to like get on it and, and work that, together. Sorry. And the the fact that he's a villain that is. He's so terrifying. But he makes sense. He does make sense. And that contributes to just how terrifying he is, though. The fact that he's such a well-rounded character, you know, you understand why he yeah. he does what he does, uh, whether, I mean, you agree he should be doing them. But he, you know, his motivations are clear yeah. from the beginning. And... And it's something, there's something really crazy about, like, because, you know, in other Avenger movies, they have, or in other Marvel movies, you'll have, like, these uh, villains that, you know, 
all have a weakness that you can see pretty fast. And mm-hmm. they, and I mean, Thanos, of course, his, his weakness would be, well, without the gauntlet, he's probably just a very, very strong guy, but he's not that he's strong. He's a titan. He's so big. I know. But, like, but he is, like, legitimately, yeah. like, he is this foreboding thing that nobody can see coming. Like, yeah. like except, like, when the Hulk, like, comes out and fights him and is so scared after the, that fight to ever return to the film, that's a huge deal. Yeah. And the fact that, like, the, I don't know, I thought that, that fear... That they like made sure to instill so early in the film was very very clear, mm-hmm. um, and and spread very quickly and well to the other characters and um, and it really just kind of made that ending even more like devastating. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing. Oh, like about Thanos and like his weakness or whatever, like. At the beginning, you're like, oh, like his weakness could be Gamora. But then even that, he was like, girl, listen, the greatest good for the greatest number, all right, or rather for half the number, and you got to go. You got to go. And that, I think, that says something about knowing when to make a difficult decision. While it might be difficult, it might probably be the better decision for you. Mm-hmm. not that like you know you need to go ahead and like execute like half the world by snapping your fingers mm-hmm. but there is something to that you know like you don't not everything that you're gonna do in, in life will come easy and you will have to make a hard choice yeah and you may have to be like Thanos at some point you know and and honestly you know you I really felt for him I mean yeah. I felt for him because I understood his motivation but like Considering that his love for, for, for Gamora is so, it's so deep and he mm-hmm. needed to sacrifice something that he loved so much in order to, you know, go through this journey that he had, yeah. this quest he had been on, you know, like they hit, like, wait, like Josh Brolin, like freaking kudos. Seriously. He really made that moment on that mountain. With you made, I felt it. I felt like, oh, crap. Like, I mean, you feel like, oh, crap, from the beginning. But it wasn't like he threw her down cold, like, whoa, whatever. It was like that that battle that he was having in, him, in himself of, yeah. like, I have to do this. Like, it, it, what, is, what is more important, my love for her or, or, my, or, or the reason I'm doing everything? Yeah. Which, it's, to some extent, is for her. Is, yes. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. Let's unpack the psychology of Thanos <laughs> and Gamora. We're not. No. We're not. No, that's too much. Um, but we can't talk about how um, Star-Lord is the worst. Oh my god, like, white male fragility. <laughs> Jesus, dude, I get it. I get it. I 100% get it. Like, if someone... If Michael was, like, murdered by his father for the sake of, like, saving... Or not saving, like, for running his own weird agenda, I might lose my shit too. But, like, come on. They were almost there. And I understand that without his breakdown, or his tantrum, rather, we wouldn't have, like, Infinity War Part Two. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, I don't know. I just, I really struggle with... You're almost there. You're almost there, and then someone has to come along and be like, 
no, I'm going to throw a tantrum now because I can't handle that news. Right. Which is literally both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like, this dude with his dick out, basically like, let's measure it because if not, I'm going to throw a tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, had Gamora not existed, he it would I would just be so annoyed the whole time. Because there would be no one to, like, give structure to Star-Lord. Not at all. I do not enjoy his quirks. They're not for me. <laughs> I am not that woman. <laughs> and yes, you're right. I agree that it's so nice to have Andy Dwyer <laughs> slightly back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I spit like over the fo- over the microphone, oh, which is God. Ashley's favorite. No, 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 I didn't see it. Um, yeah, I, oh, he just annoys me so much. And I feel like the reason why I love Guardian so much is for everyone else but Star-Lord. Really? Yeah. Oh. But he, he, I mean, without him, technically, we don't have the soundtracks, which true have my heart. I love those soundtracks. And they, and I'm glad that they, they brought it back a little bit for Avengers. Yeah. Oh. So good. It's just that you can't have a Guardians anything without a good yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, if, it, if he wasn't so annoying, though, the other characters wouldn't have something yeah. to play off of. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think Drax in this movie too. Like, oh my God, he's you, so good. And consider Drax, right? <laughs> Drax, he's, you can't see he, me. He's the best character. <laughs> but he also like, you know, because he stops Drax. That I think that's that's the whole reason yeah. that they put that in there was like he had, you know, Star Lord has that moment with Drax when Drax sees Thanos for the first time after you know like all these years. And tells him, you know, like, we need to follow a plan. We need to, you know, like, stay organized. Like, you're going to have your opportunity to, to mm-hmm. like, bash this man's skull in, you know. Like, don't worry. You're going to get your redemption. And the fact that he doesn't follow his own advice, I think that that was a really clever choice, like, in writing. I, I like that it shows, you know, that we're kind of, une- like, how unexpected you can be in it when in a in a moment of tragedy. Yeah, but that doesn't make him less useful, or you or doesn't make him less useless rather. Yeah, when the time came and like it's just so frustrating. I love when movies like as, especially with every Marvel movie where you're like just getting so close to like getting the bad guy almost and then there. You're like you're about to like slip the gauntlet off and then like you just I just I. I just felt for Star Lord because, like that—that that was his contribution to the whole battle. Was not, to be hated. Was to be hated. <laughs> it was his whole contribution. But I mean, and let's talk about how great Spider-Man was, though. I fighting. And he was so great, and he like named himself in this movie. That was such a grown-up moment for him. It was. Uh, I, I love Spider Spider-Man. I, I. That was the roughest death. That was a rough death. I saw an interview with them recently. Like, I got into, like, an Avengers, like... Hole? Hole, where I, I just wanted to watch, like, all of their press. So, like, them going to Jimmy Kimmel, them, them going to Jimmy Fallon. Which is really good. The Jimmy Kimmel one was really good. Yeah. No, the one with James Corden. You saw them... Uh, did you see that one? I with, haven't seen that yet. Oh, when they're on, when they're on the Star Bus. Oh, I'm not going to tell you anything about that. But there was... Uh, it's great. But there was one where they were talking about, like, who on the cast is... I don't know if it was Kimmel. It might have been Kimmel. That game? No, no, they did play the game, okay. but they when they were on the couches, oh, okay. Uh, they were. T- I guess Kimmel was asking like, "Oh, who here is like most likely to spoil stuff?" So like they had like Mark Ruffalo was in the first round, like because you know there's so many Avengers, yeah. they can just like have multiple nights of them. And in the 
So I saw the one first with, um, what's his name, Tom Hollander? Oh, Holland. 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 Sorry, Tom Holland. Whatever. Him, Spider-Man. And he was sitting there and everybody looks at him like, you're going to spoil stuff. And then they then he asks, like, oh, is anybody, does anybody die? Yeah. And he's like, because the truth is that he would be one of the few besides Tony Stark to know mm-hmm. that because none of nobody that nobody there had seen the movie. Mm-hmm. So and they had all been, you know, they all had like secret scripts. Yeah. And, like, you know, to keep them kind of whatever. So like, yeah, and he I- would be the one who would know that there's a bunch of deaths. And all of their NDAs, their non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, that's true. But even so, like, you know, because Disney made a huge stink about, like, we're going to make sure that y'all are as confused as possible Mm -hmm. in the event that, you know, you know too much and you slip. There's a great, um, like, 15-second clip that is just Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland in interviews. (laughs) And it's, like, Tom Holland about to spoil something and just, like, Benedict Cumberbatch either coming into, like, Cut him off for just being like, no, no. <laughs> and there's one where like he basically like puts his hand like over his mouth just to make sure that like he doesn't say anything That's else. That's hysterical. It's so good. They, it's like if Benedict Cumberbatch was his dad. It was so good, <laughs> too good. Um, oh man, and there was like a thing that I wanted to. Do you talk want to talk about, about love, and vision, and we'll we'll the get there. Witch. That's dumb. We'll get there. <laughs> um. What I want to know is if, because we know that Spidey goes away in a very tragic way, like, that broke me. Um, number one is, did Aunt May survive? Like, does Tony have to go now and, like, give her the news that, unfortunately, he was part of the half? Did she also die and now he's stuck, like, without closure? Did Pepper die? That was literally my thought the moment everybody started dying. Was like, Where's Pepper? Where's Pepper? Does Shuri survive? Does she have Vision's clone? You know, like, I have some other questions. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I want to know about all of these secondary characters, you know, like, what happened to them? Like, what loss are we, do we really need to prepare ourselves for in part two? Yeah. You know, or maybe even with Captain Marvel at the end of, of her movie. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm sad to have to wait so long to get an answer on any of these. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, like, because uh, Ant-Man comes out next month. So maybe there will be something there that will start to guide us into this movie. You think? I mean, I know that Ant-Man's going to be important, but he's not, like... I'm excited for the movies. I'm yeah. excited for Ant-Man and I'm excited for Hello Kitty Pez. <laughs> dispenser. I love I love the Ant Man series. Um yeah. and I'm and I'm excited to watch Deadpool too. Hell yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. God. Oh, can't wait. Um so do you want to talk about love? Because I'm ready oh, to God. talk about love in okay. this movie. Alright, let's talk about love and all the things about love. So we have like three titular Romances. Couples, right? So there's uh, obviously we talked about Gamora and Star-Lord and what happens to them. We we mentioned the Scarlet Witch and Vision for a second, which we'll get into. And then there's... Um, Black Widow and Hulk. Black Widow and Hulk. Okay, then there's more than... than there's, there's, there's several. But there's and also the relationship between... Oh my god, I had them on the... Forum. Pepper and Tony? Pepper and Tony. Yeah, but... 
I know I'm I'm bored with them too. I get bored with them, especially because like Gwyneth Paltrow got it was not in the last. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, who am I thinking of? Did you create a romance in your head? I think I did. <laughs> what am I missing? Oh my god, I did. Never mind. Whatever. Yeah, well, unless um, unless somebody out there is like, it's so-and-so and so-and-so! Just put it in the community, because I don't remember right now. But, um, Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Can we please? I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. Listen, people. I get it that, like, it was used to drive the story to where it ended, and, like, her having to make this very difficult decision... But that could have been done so many ways. That could have been done, you know, by like instead of Tony going up with Squidward, he could have st- like he could have hung back and like fought in Wakanda, which meant that like at some point it would have he would have had to been the one to make that difficult decision. You get me? Like I just romance for the sake of romance drives me insane. Yeah. Like I and not in a good way. It's in a terrible way because like you're you're pushing this like well now Scarlet Witch can't use the they can't show off how powerful she is unless she has to make this difficult decision of killing her lover right which happens all the fucking time and i'm so over that trope i'm so over like make a difficult decision by killing your child make a difficult decision by killing your partner or like having to run away like that part where you have okoye black widow and scarlet witch fighting those like literally 30 seconds That was so meaningful to me because you literally had them like taking care of each other, not for the sake of a man or men in general, but for each other. Like having, you know, two of them just meeting Okoye um, and Okoye just meeting two of them. And now the fact that like in the next movie, it will be the three of them. Wait, does Scarlet Witch survive? That's how much attention Mm -hmm. I paid to her. Mm -hmm. Oh, she died, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Um... Yeah, like, you know, now you're going to see... It's raining. It's raining. No, but now I'm like... Now I'm like, did, did she die? Ah, whatever. That's... Uh, this. Let's just assume they all died. Anyway, either way, in the next movie, you're going to put two women that don't know each other, or truly know each other, to have to fight together. Yeah. You know, and like... I, I really want Black Widow to finally have her moment in the sun. Yeah, that's a scandal reference. <laughs> I really want her to have her moment in the sun and like, oh, like not have to take care of someone because she was either taking care of Bruce at some point or she was taking care of Scarlet Witch. Right. Because Car- let's not forget also Scarlet Witch is basically like 17 and from like Civil War or Age of Ultron to now, she's like what? Like 28? Yeah, basically. And Age of Ultron came out in like 2015. That's only three years. And, like, Paul Bettany's, like, pushing 50. It's true. Number one, ill. Number two, where'd her accent go? <laughs> you mean that, like, Eastern European... Her vaguely... Like, her... Like, yeah, like, her... Yeah, overall, her, like, re- like, her, her regional Eastern European accent. Yeah, no, that just disappeared when she was in, uh, in Scotland. Yeah, she I didn't guess. even develop, like, a Scottish, like, weird accent like Madonna did with, like, living in the UK. Mm-hmm. With a quick guy... With Guy... With Guy Pierce, yeah. Like, that weird accent that she developed. No, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, Guy Ritchie. Guy Pierce is the other guy. Wrong, wrong guy. <laughs> um, Honey. And... No, she didn't even, like, develop a vaguely, like... 
no. Scottish with like Eastern European accent. No, no. She developed a standard American accent. Yeah. By having lived in America in like a year. Now, if she was that good at like letting, like at assimilating, then go girl, get it. Yeah. Get it. True. Like if she but was as a really person, trying to hide herself. But as a person that's had to assimilate and learn to hide your accent, I'm like, no, Marvel, I don't buy it. Not for one second. And that literally like ruined parts of the movie for me because I couldn't get over the fact that they just got rid of her accent that she had for two movies. <laughs> no, what I found really obnoxious was really, I just don't like um, like like hotel room bedroom scenes where it's like, it's let's so look cheesy. at the rain and like Vision's looking at the rain and she's like, what's wrong? He's like, it hurts. My head hurts, I can't have sex. But does it feel different? And she's like, no, I just, I just feel you. Like, that whole thing, I was like, It was oh unnecessary. God. No, and what made it even more unnecessary is that you the whole lead-up for their scenes in Scotland was obviously so yeah. that they could be uh, informed that there is a problem and they need to, like, get, they need to band yeah. together with the Avengers. But... Not even. It was for Cap, Black Widow, and Falcon to show up and then be like, we gotta link up, guys. Right. But the whole reason that they link up is to save him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he gets attacked by Squidward. And no, he doesn't get... It's not Squidward. It's the Horn People. Oh, it's the Horn People. Squidward's... It's evil baby lamb. Those evil baby lambs. And he gets stabbed. Yeah. And, like, you're supposed to feel things because he got stabbed. But then he, he ends up okay. Yeah. Because he ends up in Wakanda. Forever. And they start to fix him. And then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> Paul Bettany gets killed two more times. <laughs> Why? Yo, that Why? was so great. Yeah. Like, you're gonna get killed. Gets killed. <laughs> then Thanos is like, guess what? I have the time stone, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you again. So I'm gonna rewind time <laughs> and kill you again. Oh my god! So like good. you can't. Like I feel like like Paul but Bob Butney. Butney. Paul oh. Paul Butney. That's his third cousin twice removed. <laughs> I feel like he's just spent most of the movie clutching his like left rib in a fetal position. It was like he watching got paid millions of dollars <laughs> and wore was... a lot of makeup and sometimes not to be huddled in a fetal position holding his left rib. It was like uh like watching um the. The season premiere of Grey's Anatomy, which <laughs> is like two hours of just like vision clutching to his life. Yeah, it had and a lot of Harry so Potter bad. in it too. Like the whole, like I think it's the whole thing where you're touching somebody's forehead. That whole oh, situation. Oh yeah, like I'm doing like, right now. Ah, ooh, my head hurts. Ooh, you imagine if that was near. Imagine if that was like a little Harry Potter. Yeah. Imagine if that was like his erogenous zone. Could you imagine? He's like, oh yeah. Ooh, keep touching me there, Scarlet Witch. It is. It's connected to my frontal lobe. But we digress. Yeah, I could have really done without that romance. Yeah. It's just mostly because it's something that's, like, used to guide a storyline that's... I don't know. They could have just done so much more with it, you know? I, w- I could have... I, w- I would even argue that if they had just found a way to bring them back um, without having, like, that whole introduction in Scotland. Yeah. But, like, obviously they needed to come. Like, they needed to come back. Vision is is, is essential to the story. Mm-hmm. I would have argued that him, that, that if they would have shown up together and 
you know, shown up, like, instead of, you know, Captain America showing up there, but, like, them showing up at headquarters or wherever Mm -hmm. the hell they were calling their home base. Um, And seeing them just be a couple, finally, and... And let and allowing the audience to sort of fill in the gaps of like the depths of their love, mm-hmm. um, and learning bit by bit through their story where they ran to and all that stuff, like allowing us to visualize it ourselves, yeah, would have made it more heartbreaking mm-hmm. as Scarlet Witch was going through this like yeah. inner turmoil of like I'm not gonna kill you or I'm gonna have to kill you or whatever. Um, another thing too for me was like, why is it that? They needed to have this tragic storyline, but we could have. We never expanded on Natasha and Bruce. Never. We never do. We just kind of like they hint at how they feel about each other, right? In these movies, and another thing that I hated about that in Civil War was like you equate womanhood with childbearing, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I get it. It's very traumatic, but at the end of the day, like. To the women that may have watched that scene and don't feel that way because of years of maybe therapy or, um, what's the word? Well, for just explain it a little bit. Oh, okay. So in Civil War, right? Yeah, it was Civil War that they go to Hawkeye's house with his family. Like, spoiler, Hawkeye has a family. Um, (laughs) We're spoiling a lot of things for you guys. Sorry. It all goes hand in hand. It's also been like a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That they go there and then, like, Bruce and Natasha have this private moment and she divulges the fact that, like, as part of her training or, like, her 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 time in that school, um, she was, she had a hysterectomy, basically. That's what, yeah. like, they lead you, lead you to believe. Um, and I don't know, like, I, there's something about how they... How like you again use you know the ability to have children with her with womanhood that I found to be very unfair. But was that part of her origin story in the comic books as well? That's what I don't know. Unfortunately, like I haven't read too many um, of the Marvel. I would I, I would I would have to imagine that they probably that was probably, probably essential to her origin story. Probably, but I. I don't know. I feel like also in this day and age, like I, I'm not saying like, oh, like I had a hysterectomy. <laughs> Moving past it, it is very traumatic and it should be discussed. But I felt that they did it in such a way of, you know, no uterus equals not a woman. Mm, okay. You know, which right, I, I find to saying. be which I find to be unfair. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, because spoiler, having a uterus or not does not determine whether you feel like a woman or, or not. maybe not so much the woman part but the feminine part yeah the like feeling like a like a feminine like being a feminine energy like as if having a uterus means that you are unable to yeah. exhibit like those feminine like more that emotional now what scope. i what i did appreciate is the fact that like in that moment Bruce was very much like, well, it doesn't matter to me. Like, he was basically like, I I love you for you. He didn't say that, but, he, but that's basically, yeah, like... that was his feeling. Yeah, yeah you know? Um, because so much of that, that relationship that didn't really get, like, wasn't expanded on, um, was so much loving and accepting each other for who they were, mm-hmm. even though they didn't do that for themselves. Right. Yeah, I found, the other seeing, like, the... Yeah beauty of the other yeah and the fact that like they never expanded on it and then 
Or when they see left. each other, even in Avengers. I'm sorry, not Avengers, in, um, in Infinity War, yeah. when they see each other for the first time. Like, the first time in a long time. In like and, and three it, movies. And, and that moment is so Heartbreaking. brief. And, it is and then it's brief. like, gotta go to work. So it was just... In other words, they expanded. They they decided to spend more of the the romance dollars on on a um, young girl with an older guy rather than two people that are probably there's like closer in age. Not even that. Like that are probably that are also soulmates. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, it, but maybe that was the point. You know, like Scarlet Witch and Vision had a chance, and they chose to take a chance and chose to take that opportunity. And you see that, you know, Black Widow and Hulk. Had there was a moment where they could have made that choice too, and it is explored in the films. Yeah, but they didn't do it. Yeah, so maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they did that was so that you could see a couple that had a choice and did go and you know live this like in bed life. You know, not even they had stolen moments. Right. Let's let's not forget La Vision and Scarlet Witch or La Bruja Roja. <laughs> They have stolen moments in Scotland, of all places. Right. Um, where, you know, that's where she lives now, and he just comes in and out whenever he can. Um, which, okay, like, I get it. I get it. But, I don't know, to me, like, that whole, th- that whole thing was just so useless. I wasn't a fan of it. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm just not that, that person. Well, I'm, I know that... I expect that there will be a lot of differing opinions on some of the things we say, and obviously we're not, like, we by no means, you know, claim to be comic book experts or Marvel experts. I'm not, like, me especially. I'm certainly not. I am, I, when the Red Skull showed up on screen and everybody in the audience, like, lost their shit, I looked at everybody like, what's happening? I, why do we care? Is that the necromancer from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Is this the witch king? Like, watch Captain America, and then I said, "Well, I fell asleep," and then everybody went, <gasps> "Yeah, I fell asleep during both that Captain America movies." It's but fine. It's I'm sorry. It's not. There's nothing to apologize no, there's about. There's nothing. I can't go back in time, and I should have. I could have rewatched the movies. You could just I go on. You to. could just go on YouTube and like watch someone's like four minute. Or you watch an honest trailer. You think? Yeah, or, like, New Rockstars does pretty good videos about, like, movie summaries and stuff. Okay, well, I didn't know who he was, and everybody lost their mind. Even even Lissette. Lissette and our friend Sasha were just there with, like, jaws agape, and I'm here, and I literally couldn't have been more Sasha confused. was great. She was like, I know that voice. And I'm like, is it Gary Oldman? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, Sasha, Sasha knows her stuff, man. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, she's prepped. She's ready to go. If we need her for an Infinity War, she's our girl. I know, man. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Yeah. She's going to be great. She's going to be a good dying. Um, Anything else you want to discuss about? About Infinity War? Um, No, I think you go watch it, guys. Yeah, check it out. I think that it's so good to see a movie so tragic. And I think that the end credits were so interesting. And and, uh, like with S.H.I.E.L.D. And there's a lot of speculation. I know that like some people have, like people who do read the comic books say that, oh, perhaps the end credits take place in in an earlier time period. That's why they use pagers. Mm -hmm. And that's why they use like the flip phone in the movie. Um, You know, like, and maybe that is going to be a a major plot twist in the second film. You know, like, that, you know, did this happen once before? Had Thanos been, you know, like, 
maybe this is an alternate reality. Like, there's a lot of things that we could play with in this. Um, but I don't want to speculate too much because I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm excited for the second movie. I'm sad that it's, it's you know, obviously it's going to come out in a year. But we do have Ant-Man coming. We have Captain Marvel coming. Uh, we have the, ne- the next Deadpool coming. Uh, what else? I think after, no, right after Captain Marvel, we probably get Infinity War 2, because Infinity War 2 comes out next May. Right, and they're not going to come out with another Doctor Strange before that. They're not going to come out with another Black Panther before that, because they all pass, because they all leave. They all die. Yeah, so we'll get them after Infinity War 2. Right, because they have to be revived. I know that they have to find a way to revive them. Yeah, like it's just sure. what's gonna happen. It's gonna be via Captain Marvel, unless they revive everyone except like, like somehow Iron Man has to go, and somehow Captain America has yeah. to go. They're gonna retire. They're just gonna retire them, and they're gonna walk off into the sunset. They're gonna go to the sunset that Thanos goes, you know, has been seeking all this time and ends yeah. the movie with, and they're just gonna be like, "Yo, the real story here is they're gonna end up marrying each other." Could you imagine? What if that? What if they're like hottest couple ever? <sighs> You know what it made me think of for a second? Because we jump around from topic to topic, and I'm sure that this no, is that's what people love about us. The Magicians, that episode with uh, Quinn and uh, yeah. Concho and Elliot. Oh, my God. I know. That was the only time where, like, I felt a better emotion for Quentin. I yeah. really hate Quentin. I do, too. If, if you guys like The Magicians, we'll talk about The Magicians at another time. Yeah. But uh, I love it, and I can talk about it all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... There's other things to talk about. So, one of our friends, Derek, he went ahead and sent us some articles. So, thank you for that, Derek, if you're listening. Thank you, Derek. But we're going to talk about the one that grossed Ashley out the most. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a weird, or maybe not weird, maybe more people sharing this. And that would be so funny for me. <laughs> um, she's not into <laughs> saliva. Or, like, an excess of it. Like, she doesn't want to see people, like, eating with their mouth open. Technically, no one wants to see that. But, um, like, if she doesn't want to see your drool. Not Or, like, basically, if you are having your wisdom teeth removed, she's not your person to, like, be there for you for that. I mean, like... Like, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for thinking I could be responsible But she's not going to show up. She's not going to show up. She's not going to be there for you. I, honestly, if you knew me, then you wouldn't even ask because you know that I would. Uh, she wants to be invited, but she's not going to show up. No, at all. That's that's. She's a, literally all those memes. <laughs> the story. That's like literally the story of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, okay, so. Oh god, this is so gross. This story, and this is the headline, and I feel that every time something that's outrageous about Florida comes up, we're going to discuss it because why not? Because Florida. So literally, it is, a Florida politician is accused of licking a manager on his throat and up his face. And I feel like that's the seventh time Ashley has done those noises today from this one story. It's just the thought, the thought of like this stranger tongue that's like kind of warm with like this cold, Okay, so this is how it starts. Madeira Beach, just weeks after avoiding a recall election, Commissioner Nancy Oakley is is again facing possible (laughs) forfeiture of her office. 
This time, because she is being accused of sexually harassing former city manager Shane Crawford. The Florida Commission on Ethics issued a probable cause finding last week that Oakley may have violated state law by, quote-unquote, exhibiting inappropriate behavior toward Crawford and other city staff. I will say. So this just basically means that, like, Baquita, who's my dog, and Nancy Oakley are basically one and the same because they're just going to go around licking everybody. You should probably just give her Vaki. They could just lick each Poor other. Poor Vaki. She yeah. doesn't deserve that. You're right. She's so Oakley, who insists in the state ethics report that she did that she did no wrong, must now decide whether to pursue a formal public hearing on the charges or negotiate a settlement with the state. <laughs> so it says here... According, um, it here, it says, according to overwhelming testimony from multiple witnesses and apparently intoxicated Oakley is alleged... <laughs> To have licked Crawford's face and touched him inappropriately during the King of the Beach fishing tournament in November of 2012. But it gets better. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just before accosting Crawford, Oakley reportedly said, quote, don't ever bring that blonde bitch around me again, referring to Crawford's executive assistant and now wife, Cheryl McGrady, who was with him at the time. And it says here that Oakley grabbed Crawford inappropriately and, quote, Slow- I'll read it. Slowly licked him from his Adam's <laughs> apple all the way up to his face. Oh, my God. I could throw up right here. <laughs> Crawford said that she did, he did not report the incident at the time because he was concerned about his job. Look at that. That poor, that poor man. That poor man. That's the oh, only time you'll no. ever hear me say that. <laughs> it's so bad. Let's see. But um, then... Go ahead, go ahead. Oakley decided to run again for office last year, and that's when Crawford filed a formal complaint with the Commission of Ethics. After a, sever- after a few months, Oakley was up for re-election, and at her first meeting, recalled, first meeting called for the commission to fire McGrady. I feel here that at some point, Oakley and Crawford... We're having the sex. You think? And it didn't end well. Mm. And this is why she felt compelled to lick him from his Adam's apple all the way up his face. You know, I guess... Because to hate another woman so much means that she had been left. I mean... For uh, that other woman. To be honest, I... I feel like I would hate any person that would do that to me, so I'm not probably the best audience for this. But, I mean, maybe he liked it. Maybe, I'm guessing he did, and I'm sorry. I'm never going to say that again. I, anybody who's been sexually harassed doesn't mean that they like it. But this is so gross. And then it says here, quote, at the end, one question about ethics by ethics uh, commission investigator Robert Malone, Oakley denied ever licking or kissing Crawford. Quote, she said she and Crawford were friends and would hug and kiss each other on the cheek when greeting each other. Any physical contact was done in a friendly, non-sexual manner. I mean, if somebody were to hug and kiss me and lick me across the face, like, we're not friends anymore. We're not. So do you mean Please to tell away. me that if moving forward... I just aim to lick you from your chin all the way up to your hairline. 
You're not going to be friends with me anymore? No. No, I'm not. Ashley. Wow. Hey, I have... I, I thought we were, like, family. I have very few hard limits. This is... It's this. It's... I don't know. Playing Nickelback in the car on a long car ride. But what if... We just have that one video of the guy that's in his dorm room singing photograph, showing his <laughs> photographs. No, he could stay. Okay. He could stay. Cool, 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 cool. Because he had, that's such a good impression. That he was gave. a great video. That was a great video. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we know we'll, we'll post it. Yeah, we'll post, we'll post the link. Oh my God, that's so funny. I know, so good. You but, actually showed me that video. <laughs> like, in one of those nights that we were getting to know each other. Oh God. Not the wine night. No, no, no. The wine night, night. I was just... So, it was a lot of George Michael involved. <laughs> there was a lot of George Michael. It was, it was just a lot of dancing, because we were watching So You Think You Could Dance. Yeah. Yeah. How lucky are we? What Very are we? lucky. Uh, uh. We're dancing. Yeah. Well, I'm, sh- I'm bopping one shoulder and a butt cheek. That's what <laughs> I got. The dancing. But, um... And I guess we're there. Yeah. We could say goodbye. And see you later. Nah. Thank you for listening and uh, visit us on our social medias. And, uh, okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baby Lambs podcast. Artwork was provided by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on all of her social medias. She's on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle, at Babylambs Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Babylambs PCast or Babylambs Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play yeah, yeah. and even on Castbox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle, Babylambs Podcast, or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.